Welcome back to the Neurodiverse Love Podcast. I am Mona, and I was married for 30 years to a man that I realized was on the autism spectrum, the 29th year of our marriage, and we were together for 32 years. And I'm with my co-host, Olga. Hi, I'm Olga, and I was in a relationship with a, a person that I think was on the spectrum for almost a year. And because of that, uh, we started talking about that. Mona and I started talking about that some years ago, and it has become a path of growth. <laughs> and here we are sharing it with you. Yeah. And we've said this in other episodes, and we both believe that probably almost every man we've been with has been on the spectrum. Oh. And we all know I'm 57 and Olga is 48. 48. So um, when we were growing up, there was no such thing as autism spectrum disorder or Asperger's syndrome. And so now we recognize, I even recognize it in my father, um, patterns and ways of functioning that definitely tell me that a lot of people in my life are on the autism spectrum. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the dream um, that we had when we got into the relationships that we got into, the primary relationships that we've been talking about on the podcast. And I'm going to talk about my marriage and kind of the expectations and the dream that I had when we married and when we were together as a couple and how important it has been for me to let go of that both while we were married and then after we divorced. So I think if I wish, and I, I've said this a lot of times on various Instagram posts, when you know better, you can do better. <laughs> um, if I had known that my ex was on the autism spectrum, I know there are a lot of things that I would have done differently, but I definitely had hope and dreams for our relationship that were never realized, probably because we didn't know that we were neurodiverse. And if we had known earlier, and I've said this in previous podcasts, I'm not sure that our relationship would have lasted as long as it did, because I may have lost hope. Uh, because I knew if I had known we were neurodiverse, I may have known that things probably weren't going to change all that much. And it would have been up to me to accept what was and decide if I was willing to do the work that I would need to do to grow and, and thrive as an individual and as a partner. But I know that in, in my marriage, I absolutely had dreams of us, you know, buying a house together, <laughs> having children way before we did. I think I've mentioned in another podcast, we agreed to have a child after five years of marriage. And I ended up having our daughter nine years into our marriage because my ex kept putting it off and putting it off. The other dreams that we had were my ex made me believe that he was going to be, um, have a career in film and he wanted to be recording music. Um, we invested money in different, 
uh, electronic equipment so that he could record uh, records for people in our apartment. And he did, and he did a great job, never charged anybody. <laughs> he never made money um, using his special talents and gifts and his special interests. Um, but I had that dream. When we got involved with each other, I saw that tremendous talent, those gifts. And he wooed me with all of that. And, you know, just like some of us, when we're young, we watch those movies where, you know, the prince or the knight in shining armor oh, yeah. <laughs> takes the princess off, you know, um, into the sunset. I wasn't exactly dreaming of that, but I definitely was dreaming of my ex-husband achieving some of his goals using his special um, interests and his gifts and talents to make a living. And what I had to do was let go of that dream at some point. And it created, I think, um, a tremendous challenge for us as a couple and I think I lost, I started to lose respect for him. I definitely started um, questioning whether I still trusted his word. And that's difficult. I, I didn't think he was lying to me as much as he was not telling me the truth about what he was capable of doing. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And, and it wasn't because he didn't have the talent and he didn't have the natural gifts. He just also had the anxiety, the fear of failure, and so many other things that prevented him from taking risks and chances and doing things that he might have done if, if he wasn't on the autism spectrum. Or if he had had a coach and that coach had, or a therapist that had supported him in finding the techniques to do the things that he dreamt of doing. Um, I also dreamt that we would one day um, move together somewhere other than where we were living because we came to the place that I'm still living in, we're still living in because my mother was sick and we came here to take care of her because my sister lived close by. And um, just this past week, <laughs> um, I realized a dream that I had that I thought might be our dream. And that was to get a condo um, in another city in Florida that's by the beach, by um, the, Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. And I fell in love with the city and I thought we would retire there. And we've been divorced almost three years. So that is a dream that I will realize by myself. And I've had to, it's a process, let go of whatever dreams I had when I entered the marriage, um, I've had to let go of them. And there's some mourning and there's some grieving and maybe even a little bit of anger. And I have to feel it all. I have to go through it all. And whether that's crying or talking to Olga, there's always talking to Olga. Always, <laughs> yes. That would uh, <laughs> a glass or two of wine or three or th <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do I, I have to feel those feelings and I share this with the listeners because I know from feedback I've gotten on Instagram there are a lot of mostly women who had dreams when they came into the relationships with their significant others partners or husbands that 
have not been able to be realized and they feel like they're giving and they're giving and they're giving and they're giving and they don't have any more to give and they've lost hope and they're angry. I have no anger. I did when I was in the relationship, but all that did was hurt me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm healing uh, whatever healing I have to do. I'm healing and there's new dreams and they don't involve my ex-husband. They're all about the things that I want to achieve as an individual, as a woman, as a person. Um, and at times I feel almost a little guilty <laughs> that I'm getting to realize the dreams alone, but I'm, I'm also working through that. And Olga and I, of course, talk about it and we process it together. We always say we've saved thousands of dollars on therapy because we're each other's therapists. Um, So I just want for our listeners to know that it's okay to let go of the dream or the dreams or hopes you had in your relationship. And if you can stay in the relationship and not feel angry that you had to let go of them, maybe you can stay in that relationship and have a healthy relationship. If you're holding on to the anger because the dreams did not become a reality, I think it will be difficult to have a healthy relationship. That's just my two cents and my thought. Oh, I I totally agree. And actually, I don't think it's just okay to let go of the dreams. I think you we need to let go of the dreams because I'm going to, my experience with that, I'm going to put it a little bit on his side because they also have dreams, Mm -hmm. but their dreams are very uh, structured and they usually come from some idealization of something they grew up and they adapted and they, they have in their mind that this is how things should be. Mm -hmm. And, and we have talked about this, um, several times, and his dream was to grow up and get married and have children and and then, you know, buy a sailboat and, you know, have the perfect <laughs> family life. And he was, um, at that time, I was 45, and he was a little, he's a little older than me, and he hadn't gotten married, and he hadn't had children so his dream was there his dream was to get married and have children and when we started the relationship everything could lead to that but I would have to do some treatments or something because my health started going down Mm -hmm. and especially in the reproductive Mm -hmm. side so several months after we started the relationship I went through a hysterectomy so that closed any door for that dream. Right. Um, he said it was okay, you know, going for, with the flow. We, we <laughs> talked about that before, going with the flow. And he tried to make me feel like, okay, we can adopt it. It's not out of the question. But I think it was more trying to make me feel okay with the fact that I was not going to be able to have a baby there mm-hmm. after that surgery. So I crashed his dream. Mm-hmm. And for me, 
yes, I had to grieve and I had to my do my own process on that side and on my health and everything that was happening in my personal life. But I realized later that I had crashed that dream and that part of him didn't know how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And he thought that the right thing to do, which is what's great in a sense that he had very clear that the right thing to do to, was to make me feel okay with the decision I made about my surgery and that there was an alternative to having a baby uh, biologically. Mm -hmm. But he was not counting on the fact that his dream and was that big of a deal mm -hmm. and that yes maybe adoption was a possibility but having it biologically was very important to him and at some point i said it i because i realized it was not a, a good um situation there and i I knew that in a way I was crashing that dream and I understood and it was very painful for me to realize that I was not going to be able to do that for him or, or for us, right. that, that our relationship couldn't go there. Mm -hmm. And it stayed there. We didn't talk about that anymore. Stay there. And months later when the relationship totally failed for the other reasons that accumulated throughout the time um that was part of it mm -hmm. and then he said you know I want to have a family I want to have kids and I it, and it hurt m my feelings but it was just you know life mm -hmm. my, it wasn't my intention mm -hmm. to hurt him or crush his dream and it wasn't his intention to use his dream to hurt me. Mm -hmm. But the whole situation was just a bad situation. And that's how life works. Nothing, usually the way you plan things is not <laughs> the way things happen. <laughs> and so if you don't have those expectations or your dream is there because it's something you would like to, but it's flexible enough to you know, make it into something else as you go, because I can't do anything about my surgery. I cannot take it back. I can't, I can't do anything about that. But maybe there, there could have been ways to modify what the dream was, but he couldn't let go of what his dream. And it has taken long, a long time for him to process his dream and change it, which has changed now after several years. But it took all of that time for him to be able to do that. For me, it took less time because I don't have to deal with so many things. But but it's still, I had to let go of certain things, of the dream of that relationship working. Mm -hmm. uh, my dream was that that relationship could also work in a distance and, and be successful there and it wasn't and he couldn't handle that either so I had to let go of that dream also so I think that it goes to say yes you can have dreams and they're great because they you know establish goals and, and you you work towards that but also the having the flexibility to kind of steer away from it if you need to if life presents you with options that are not really leading you into that dream and be okay with that too mm -hmm. and be able to be happy with whatever comes out of that so it always takes me to again in a relationship it's 
two individualities is you with your dreams, your partner with his dreams or her dreams, and we are walking together in the, through this life and we are figuring out how much we can do to make those dreams happen. And let's see how much I can do to help you get your, with your dreams and how much you can, you know, uh, help me with mine and also which ones are in common as a couple because they're individual dreams and couples dreams. So we're, we're going together where we're working towards to and so we lower the level of frustration or uh, disappointment and anxiety and depression based on what we haven't been able to achieve. Um, so like you said, this is a relationship that didn't work out, but there might be a way to make it work when you realize those things in the relationship and maybe adapt in a way that you both can be happy and and still be successful having a relationship. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, it's just been fascinating hearing people's story stories on Instagram and getting emails from various people sharing their story. And I think, you know, I maybe wasn't the most flexible person. <laughs> I, I acknowledge that. Um, but I also think I was more flexible sometimes than I realize, than I give myself credit for. And when I knew that we weren't having a child after five years, which was what we had agreed to, I could have at that time said, I'm done. I'm divorcing you. I'm done. You you made a promise to me. Our relationship is over because you didn't follow through. But I didn't because I was still hopeful and I still loved my husband very much, ex-husband. And um, I waited another four years to have our child. What I do realize, and I, you know, I'm so happy that we had her and she is my most favorite person in the whole universe. And I've done two podcast episodes with her and you can see that we have a great relationship. However, I know my ex had dreams, like you talk about your ex and his dreams had to do with film. Um, he had written a few scripts and he actually took a year off to create a short film it was 12 or 13 minutes. It was a sci-fi film that he did everything in his dream when he was a younger kid was to write a script, I think act in it, produce it, direct it, do the music for it. And because we had agreed that he would take a year off to work on this film, he was able to realize his dream, but that wasn't enough for him because he wanted to make that his career. But in order to take that dream to the next level, there was work he had to do. And what I've realized, all the research, talking to other people, hearing from other people, there almost seems to be two extremes with people on the spectrum. Um, and I'm going to just speak to my, my ex. Either the person is at the top of their profession, they are excelling, you know, they're brain surgeons, they're dentists, they're professors who have expertise, they're engineers, they're in IT, and they're at the top of their profession. They are obsessed almost with their work. Mm -hmm. And it 
it becomes the end all and be all at the expense of their relationship with their partner and their children. Or there's the other end of the spectrum. And that's kind of where I saw my ex going. And that was so many talents, so much gift, so many gifts, dreams he had for his for using his creative talents, but he just couldn't make it his profession. And he became extremely frustrated. And I think at times depressed. And I remember him saying to me that he wanted to leave a lasting legacy. And he wanted it to be his creative talents. And this just came to me right now. One of the things that I think he realized when we divorced is that maybe one of his greatest legacies was our daughter. And he got a tattoo. um, I think it was four years ago on his shoulder of a symbol from a, it's a cartoon (laughs) that our daughter just absolutely loves. And it's a symbol that he, um, got connected to on that cartoon and he got it as a tattoo on his shoulder. I think it's the only tattoo he has. He never told my daughter or myself why he got that tattoo, but we both talked about it. And I think he got it because he realizes he may not have achieved the dreams he thought he would in his profession, but he is leaving the legacy of our daughter and she has taken her gifts and has made it her profession. She's in theater. She's a carpenter. She works both on stage and behind stage. And she's taken the gifts that he gave her to a whole different level. Mm -hmm. And at 24, she is achieving great things and is very, very successful, more successful than, you know, he's ever been. And it's sad But it's also something that I think he's realizing. He could have done that. He had my support, um, but he was too afraid, I think, of succeeding (laughs) at times. I think he was. So so I'm just going to share a lesson learned that might help some of our listeners. I think flexibility and either reducing your expectations or literally having no expectations, which is something my daughter has always said to me, mom, don't have any expectations of dad. Now I know why she said that she knew him better than I did. And knowing that, knowing that um, it's important to be flexible, but when you lose yourself and you abandon yourself and your dreams because you're in a relationship with somebody who can't achieve their dreams, then it's time for you to look at whether or not being in the relationship is the most healthy thing for you. Adapting your dreams is the healthiest thing for you or some other combination of those things. Um, Because I think we can lose ourselves in the hope of the future being better, we can also lose ourselves in anger and bitterness. And that never works. It's always going to be really hard and traumatic. And if the relationship ends, there will be anger and it's going to be a lot more difficult to process and, you know, move on and all of those things. So yeah, definitely a lesson learned for me. 
it's the same. I mean, being aware of what the dreams are and how we are either helping or, or crushing them and how do we move on uh, either in the relationship or out of the relationship to do what we are meant to, to do and be happy and feel complete and not that we're always giving up our own dreams for somebody else's or for somebody else's difficulty to accomplish them. So yeah, definitely awareness, communication, and the ability to make decisions when we need to be flexible and make decisions either to stay and accommodate or to, to lead the relationship and, you know, rebuild yourself and your dreams and, and keep on, on going. Yes, I absolutely agree with all of that. I think too many um, people in relationships with somebody on the spectrum have held out hope, maybe because they didn't know their partner was on the spectrum and they've lost themselves in the process. And that's not healthy for anybody. So, um, and I've said it before, I still love my ex um, as a person and I wouldn't probably trade most of the years that we had together. I've become such a strong, empowered person. And I am very proud of the things that we did achieve together and of our amazing daughter. Mm-hmm. However, at 57, I am a very happy, uh, content person that I wasn't when I was in the end of our relationship you know, maybe the last five to seven years. So thank you all for tuning in. We are so excited, you know, to have the listenership growing and please share this episode and any others with those folks that you know that might be interested because they are in a neurodiverse relationship or they think they're in a neurodiverse relationship. Uh, If you want to reach us through email, you can contact us at neurodiverselove4, that's the number four, the letter U at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and that's at neurodiverse underscore love. And um, we are going to be starting some groups. And if you follow us on Instagram, you can see more information about that, or you can send us an email and we can provide you some information about the groups we're starting. We hope everybody has a great week and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.